0: It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete.
1: What is going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. I also appreciate patrons like Eric and Ray and Lori, Rick, Ben, Tammy, Ann, Figpen, Mark, Grant, David, and Cindy, Uh, thank you so much for becoming patrons and supporting the show, supporting me and Christy. We really appreciate it. I am going to do a lot of audio. Today, first off, because I have it. Secondly, uh the uh folks are working on the house next door hanging up some siding, and so there's a lot of hammering. So if you hear hammering in the background, that's what that is. My apologies. I cannot do anything about it. So let's just go ahead and start rolling the tape. We've got uh Senator Phil Berger, the leader of the North Carolina Senate, the President Pro Tem. He is um, leading the charge on the Senate version of the anti-critical race theory bill. He held a news conference, and here it is.
0: Uh, Certain Enlightenment-era concepts have defined American culture since our nation's founding. Sometimes referred to as classical liberalism, they include freedom of inquiry, freedom of thought, freedom of debate, and rationality. From these concepts stem the scientific method, technological advancement, innovation, the peaceful existence of a multi-ethnic society, and its ability to adapt, improve, and survive. For a long time, we've taken these concepts as a given. They're there, and they always will be, so we needn't pay them much mind. Debate over matters of public policy would reduce to appeals to those commonly held principles. We debate how a policy choice impacts freedom of speech, for example. But we wouldn't debate the value of freedom of speech. This is America, and in America, we have freedom of speech. That's it. But what do we do when confronted with a doctrine that questions the very foundations of the liberal order? That's how leading legal scholars Richard Delgado and Gene Stefancic, describe critical race theory, a the school of thought they helped found. That requires us to go deeper than traditional public policy debates. It requires us to investigate principles previously taken as immutable laws, and to consider whether we should accept them. We can't simply respond that doctrine violates our constitutional principles of equality, because of course it does. That, according to Delgado and Stefancic, is the point and the goal to change those principles.
1: Exactly. This is something that uh, proponents or the useful idiots that defend it, uh, they never want to talk about. The founders of this philosophy, of this theology, they were explicit in what it was meant to do. It's not about equality. It is about equity. They are different.
0: They seek to replace the existing order with a new order, one that preaches the only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination.
1: That is a direct quote from Ibram X. Kendi, who was the guest speaker to like 800 Charlotte Mecklenburg school leaders as we went over in two podcasts earlier this week.
0: And that everything we see and do boils down to race and a racial hierarchy the intersection of race and power. This doctrine is ascendant in American culture and in parts of North Carolina. I oppose it, I will combat it, and will combat it with everything that I have, because I believe the doctrine undoes the framework that has produced the most successful ongoing experiment in government in the history of mankind. There are, I think, two separate but related questions at hand. The first is the narrower question of how, if at all, the public school system should consider this doctrine. The second is the broader question of whether this doctrine will succeed in displacing pillars of America's liberal order, an outcome the doctrine's founders openly pursued. I think the path to finding the larger answer to both questions is to remain true to the American ideals we seek to defend. We can and hopefully will pass a law to prohibit indoctrinating students while preserving the principle of freedom of thought. Children must learn about our state's racial past and all of its ugliness including the cruelty of slavery, the 1898 Wilmington race riots, the Jim Crow era. But students must not be forced to adopt an ideology that is separate and distinct from history.
1: Okay, th- that is a critical point that a lot of folks who are supporting the critical race theory, they blow right past. Teach all of those things in history, but that does not require me to adopt your theory your critical race theory, your racial essentialism, your religion. I don't have to adopt that. You cannot compel me to adopt it. You cannot compel me to uh, join in on your your chants and your mantras. I'm not going to be compelled to participate in your religion. Okay? That doesn't mean I cannot learn about the religion. Sure, Yes, let's hear it. Let's hear about all of the history. Let's hear about critical race theory. Yes, you can you can instruct students about what these things are. Just like when I was in school, we spent, you know, a quarter uh, of the year uh, learning about the history of of Christianity. We spent a quarter learning about the history of Judaism, a quarter of the year about Islam and a quarter on Hindu um, Hinduism. So we learned about these concepts, these religions. But Mrs. Freeman was her name. Uh, she was the teacher, and she was great. And th- that's what we learned, though. But she didn't proselytize those religions to us. She said, this is what they believe. Here are their concepts. These are, you know, the pillars of their faith. This is their history. And that's it. And that you can do that. That can be done without proselytizing. It really is astounding. Uh, you know, the, the question—it's a—it's a very simple way to turn these conversations is to just say, "Okay, so are you okay then, critical race theorist person? Are you okay with me compelling students in my class to recite the uh, the the Lord's Prayer, the Niacin Creed, right? W- whatever. Like, are you okay with me forcing religion on these kids? Oh no, no, that's not allowed. That's that's different." It's not your compelling speech and you cannot do that. And when they talk about indoctrination, this is what they're talking about.
0: An ideology that attacks the very foundations of the liberal order and that promotes present discrimination so long as it's against the right people as anti-racist. And we can and hopefully will put to the voters a constitutional amendment that reinforces the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and places our state's foundational text, in our state's foundational text, the principle of equality before the law.
1: Let me stop right there because this foundational concept, equality before the law, you have to blow that out of the water here. If you are going to adopt critical race theory, anti-racism, if you're going to pursue the path that is being lit by racial essentialists like Kendi and Coates and Nicole Hannah-Jones, uh, you know, Derek Bell, Kimberly Crenshaw, uh, Delgado, uh, uh, Stefancic, right? If you're going to go down that path, you're going to pursue that racial essentialist course, you have to get rid of equality under the law. You have to, because equity requires there to be inequality under the law. It requires preferences. This is why Kendi talked about um, discrimination in the present in order to fix discrimination in the past. And the only fix for present discrimination is future discrimination. So it's always going to be discrimination. That is, in the future, always no concept of equality under the law, because that would not allow for Discrimination to occur. Now, uh, if you need some uh, projects to occur and you do not have the right equipment, then I have the solution for you. It is General Equipment Rental in Weaverville. They're at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road. I do not know if any of the people working outside of the house here, uh, if they have gotten any of their equipment from General Equipment Rental. Chances are probably pretty good, though. I mean, they're known all over the place because they got great service. They got great prices. They got quality equipment. Uh, you can, you know, go get yourself some equipment for whatever project you are looking to complete. General Equipment Rental. You can also pick up some uh, Husqvarna or Honda outdoor power equipment. Stuff like trimmers and hedge clippers, uh, blowers and chainsaws, all sorts of stuff. Gas powered, battery powered, whatever you need, they've got it. And you can check out their inventory at GeneralRents.com general equipment rental in weaverville generalrents.com and think outside your toolbox all right back to senator berger's press conference here
0: when we see somebody every day we don't notice their physical changes over time only by looking at old photographs can we truly grasp the transformation that's taken place As I considered how to approach critical race theory in public education, I thought it made good sense to look back, to truly put into perspective the transformation that's underway right now. Then Senator Barack Obama told us in 2004, there is not a black America and a white America and a Latino America and an Asian America, there's the United States of America. To those who heard those words, America's uh, first black president was saying, There is no white or black or Latino or Asian America. There is only one America, undefined by color. Today, Ibram X. Kendi, the author of How to Be an Anti Racist, says, The language of color blindness is a mask to hide racism. While Obama affirmed our founding motto and said that we are one people, all of us pledging allegiance to the stars and stripes, Kendi tells us there is no such thing as the American body, only American bodies radicalized by power. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, one of our country's greatest advancements towards realizing the promise of America's founding principles prohibits discrimination against a person because of such individuals' race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. Today's anti-racist literature, embraced by some school districts in North Carolina, preaches that discrimination by race is not inherently racist, and the only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination.
1: Again, a reference to Kennedy.
0: Indeed, this creed has a policy objective, to create a US department of anti-racism with the power to supersede all federal, state, and local policymakers and instill what they define as equity across the land. Over just the last few years, then, Obama's description of, of an America undefined by color became racist and violating the Civil Rights Act became anti-racist. Call the doctrine that underlines this transformation what you will, critical race theory, neo-racism, illiberalism, successor ideology. Its substance has taken root among America's elites and institutions, and efforts are being made to incorporate it into K-12 education here in North Carolina. Durham city government, for example, authorized and endorsed a racial equity task force report that's steeped in this ideology. It tells us that the current education system is, is quote, working as it was designed to indoctrinate all students with the internalized belief that the white race is superior. If government officials really believe that, one needn't think too hard about what kinds of steps they are taking to fix that problem. Durham's report warns of a pervasive, uh, warns of pervasive whiteness, a whiteness that embodies all of our systems and oppresses people of color. They say conditions today, months after North Carolinians elected their first black lieutenant governor. Our quote are not very different from those in 1925, a period of time when people of color were beaten, hanged and mutilated in the streets of our state.
1: I think just stop and think about how absurd that that is, that the Durham racial task force made that comparison, that things are not any real different, really different than the 1920s. It It's absurd. It's insane. It is It is like insane, almost classic textbook definition insanity. It is a it is a a divorce from what is real.
0: Black people are still enslaved because they're black. Durham's task force reports. This government sanctioned manifesto calls on its citizens to, quote, actively learn from seasoned white anti racists and fully embracing Kendi rejects, quote, race-neutral solutions. The report recommends a, quote, racial equity fund, which mirrors a race-based grants program federal courts recently deemed unconstitutional. Durham's report calls for teachers in the public school system to host, quote, in-class conversations about white privilege and how white people can be supportive of anti-racism. The public schools, quote, must be actively and intentionally anti-racist as part of the struggle to create a just society.
1: So now pay attention to what he just said there. He was talking about Durham City Council and the Durham City School District, talking about teaching critical race theory in the schools. That is what we would like to call an example for the people who are like, I don't know where this is happening. This is where it is happening, Durham,
0: just for the record. In Mecklenburg County, the school system uh, tells its students, quote, it is no longer enough to be passively not racist. We are called to be anti-racist as a society and a school. And there's
1: another example for the
0: I don't know where this is happening crowd. We are all compelled to do our part. Recall that to be an anti-racist, one must accept that, quote, the only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. When the doctrine's proponents say they're not teaching about the ideology, that may well be true. However, they're clearly teaching in the ideology. Exactly. This is what I
1: referenced yesterday or the day before. I forget. Um, This is praxis, right? This is the uh, the use of the theory in the practice of other things. So when you are teaching, you are teaching through the lens of critical race theory. This is the praxis, the practice, if you will. And there are a lot of people, I have come to conclude, there are a lot of people that are charged with and actually paid to convey accurate information to us all about these topics and they have no freaking clue what they're talking about they really don't i have read so many articles in major publications about critical race theory and specifically about the north carolina proposed bill and uh, these reporters are well i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying that they're completely ignorant about the subject matter completely ignorant and i understand it's tough you're you got a full-time job and all i said this the other day you, you know you're you're trying to you know go to meetings and get interviews you got to make slot and uh, you got deadlines. I get it I do I really do. But if you are going to be talking about this topic, it is incumbent upon you you have a responsibility to educate yourself about what this thing is about what this ideology is. It's not just teaching about racism. it is not. And you know that the people who are defending critical race theory are lying to you by the way they engage in the arguments. I've got a good example of it with uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg, school teacher, leftist, pretty sure he's a commie, um, down in uh, uh, Charlotte, he's, I think he was a, a language arts teacher, which is like an English teacher. And he has a blog and he trolls on the, uh, the, the Twitter feed and such, and he keeps highlighting this one sentence. Guy's name is Justin Parmenter, and he keeps highlighting this one line from the uh, from the bill that says, you know, kids shouldn't be made to feel discomfort and anguish and whatever. And he keeps saying that, like, well, you know, learning is fundamentally discomfortable or whatever or discomforting and. That's not the full line. The full line is the promotion of the concepts, and then it defines what promoting the concept means. What does promote mean? It means compelling kids to say things that they don't agree with, right? To take positions, to adopt narratives. You cannot do that to the students. That's what they are saying you cannot do just like you could not get kids to demand fealty to Jesus Christ or Prophet Muhammad or Buddha. You could not do that in the classroom. That's what the bill is saying. Yet they keep chopping off the first half of it and promoting only the second half or pushing the second half, ignoring the promotion language in order to advance a lie. That's how you know that they are dishonest. They are literally lying to you about what the bill does and because it's clear what it says it's very clear what it says Let me be clear on this if you are trying to get a new mattress then uh, all you need to do is head on over to mattress man mattressmanstores.com is the website you can go to any of the four locations in in and around Asheville uh, there are two in Asheville, one in Hendersonville, one in Arden. And uh, you can go to the website first and get pre-approved via Synchrony Finance. They've got a great deal, zero down, zero interest for up to 72 months. And um, that's for qualified applicants. They have tons of flexible financing options. You can check them all out at the page, and then you'll know when you walk into the store what your, uh, what your uh, financing is going to look like, Right. So you don't even have to worry about, you know, well, do I got to run a credit check and what am I going to qualify for? And if you had bad credit in the past or something, and you don't want to worry about any of that, just do it ahead of time. And then you go in and you know exactly what you can do. Um, Go to mattressmanstores.com. There's a financing link that's at the top there. They have tons of deals. I saw the sign out in front of the Arden store uh, over the weekend that they had the uh, King mattress for the price of a queen. So they've always got great deals going on. Check out the website or walk on into the store. They got five-star local delivery. Delivery service, they have nationwide shipping, they have a one hundred twenty-day comfort guarantee, they have like every kind of mattress, like all the kind like memory foam, traditional inner spring, they got hybrids, they got it all. Um, go to Mattress Man and experience the difference, locally owned and operated, mattressmanstores.com, buy local and sleep better. Back to Senator Phil Berger's press conference now.
0: They seek to promote in students a theology, a belief system that is fundamentally at odds with the Declaration of Independence, Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution, and the 1964 Civil Rights Act. It teaches children to view the world and everyone in it always through the lens of race. That race and power define everything. It's an either-or proposition. You either agree with them or you're a racist. It perverts America's founding motto out of many one and teaches, quote, there is no such thing as the American body, only American bodies, radicalized by power, end, end quote. That in America divided by race is all that's ever existed. That our country's true founding was 1619 when the first slaves arrived. I call it a theology uh, I call it a theology because it has all the tenets of it a is. religion.
1: And this is uh, and I've gone over this for the last year. John McWorter was the first one back in 2015 to start calling this a religion because it is. It has all of the hallmarks of a religion.
0: The premises that govern its view of the universe are unfalsifiable and self-reinforcing. Its adherence see dissenting arguments as evidence of the doctrine's provenance, diagnosing dissenters with subconscious white guilt or white rage, or some other term found in the doctrine's scripts. Kendi says, dissidents suffer suffer from, and he calls it an addiction. So we can't, and he says, so we can't lecture them out. They literally have to come to that themselves And we have to, of course, assist them in that process. But it's much harder and longer. North Carolina's parents, who see the same doctrinal rhetoric appearing in their children's school materials or their district's website, things such as intersectionality, whiteness, anti-racist, are showing up at school board meetings and calling their legislators. They're concerned that their children might be inculcated with a radical new way of viewing the world. Can you blame them? And those who question the doctrine are told that it either doesn't exist or is urgently needed to combat an an epidemic of white supremacy. Well, both of those things can't be true. When its followers present the orthodoxy as unassuming, even gentle, we just want to learn about America's past. Yet the doctrine's foundational scripts present a radical end game. Quote, Unlike traditional civil rights, which embraces incrementalism and step by step progress, critical race theory questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment <laughs> rationalism, and neutral principles of constitutional law. That's the end of that quote. Again, They question the very foundations of liberal order. Equality theory, reasoning, rationalism, neutrality. These are how the authors of critical race theory and introduction describe their own doctrine. But central to the American order that we seek to defend is openness to and skepticism of new ideas. We don't burn books. We don't uh, burn books with radical ideas. We read them. We discuss them. We either accept or reject the ideas they present. We teach students how to think, not what to think. To tell them they can't think a certain way is the same as telling them they must think a certain way. Both violate the principles of American culture, freedom of, a key principle of American culture, freedom of thought. How then do we defend intellectual freedom without sacrificing it? The key, it seems to me, is threefold. One, expressively, expressly prohibit overt indoctrination. The bill the Senate will hear forbids public schools from promoting certain discriminatory, discriminatory concepts, for example, One race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex. It defines promote as compelling students to affirm or profess belief in those concepts. Two, grant parents the right of access to the materials used in a classroom so they can know what kind of curriculum their tax dollars are paying for. And three, talk about it relentlessly. This is the only avenue informing, debating, reasoning to truly combat an illiberal doctrine. To this end, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson's School Indoctrination Task Force offers a central clearinghouse for students and parents to share what's happening in the schools, and the Senate is considering open hearings to learn from both proponents and opponents of the doctrine. And finally, to reinforce where we as North Carolinians stand on the question of discrimination, we intend to put to the people a constitutional amendment affirming our commitment to the principles of the Civil Rights Act. Quote, the state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in the operation of public employment, public education, or public contract. Whether you acknowledge it or not, this doctrine seeks to recast the foundational principles of American society. We must not let that happen.
1: Up next, you're going to hear some of the questions that uh, reporters had for Senator Berger at this press conference. First, if you have any questions about where to get real U.S. military surplus, first off, that really hurts me because if you've been listening, you would know it's old grouch's military surplus. And uh, that means I haven't been doing a good job communicating that to you. Or maybe you've heard it and uh, you've just forgotten it, in which case then uh, that really stinks, too. Either way, go to. Old Grouch's military surplus, real U.S. military surplus like duffel bags, MREs, uh, camo uh, netting and clothing and hats and backpacks and maps and camp equipment and rain ponchos and ammo cans and gun accessories and all sorts of real, unique military surplus. And uh, if you are on your way out to like Maggie Valley or you're going to go gambling out of Cherokee or Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg or Asheville, uh... Just uh, jump off of the interstate, exit 27 off I-40, and you can drop into the shop and uh, see some of the other stores in downtown Clyde. They got a new one that actually just opened up right next door. It's a pretty cool boutique uh, clothing and gift shop. Uh, so fun for the whole family. You can check out the, uh, the military surplus while your significant other hits the gift shop. Or you can both go to both stores. I'm not trying to assign you know, preferences by gender or anything, but... They got some options for you in case that's important to you. Go downtown Clyde to Old Grouch's Military Surplus across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. Uh, The shop is open Monday through Saturday and 24-7 at oldgrouch.com. All right, so here is the first question right out of the gate after Phil Berger just did this press conference where he, I thought he did a very good job of explaining critical race theory, the the principles, some of the actors that have been involved in this, uh, how it is being implemented. Because I think a lot of people that were in that room listening to his words do not have any idea what it is that they're actually covering. Case in point, question number one. Republicans have long promoted and endorsed school choice, giving parents the opportunity to expand not just on public schools, but charter schools and give more power to those local families. Well, here's an instance potentially where the state government then is making a decision for the 115 school districts <laughs> of North Carolina. We're telling them what or what not to do. What, I, I guess, where do you see government's role in developing curriculum? All right, hang on. I got to stop right there. What, what do you? The state is in charge of the state system, dude. K-12 government education is run by the state government. This is the point. Republicans have been trying to offer choice because they know that this system doesn't work for everybody. And that doesn't mean that they completely abandon the entire K-12 model, much to my chagrin. I would prefer that they do. But the irony here is that the critical race theorist people, like I mentioned this the other day, where Ibram Kendi was asked at the CMS event, uh, you know, where would you like to send your daughter? And he said he wanted to send it to a school predominantly black with black teachers. So he's like He's looking to be in a um, in a situation where he gets to control for his daughter, you know, what pigmentation the people around his daughter will have. Right. That would be choice. That, that's what he would try to find. And I guess good for him if he is able to locate a school in the public system that provides that. I don't know how he would know that. I don't know how you can ask that kind of question. Like, hey, uh, can I have the racial demographics of all of your teachers? And can you please assign my daughter to only people that look like her? Just imagine if this was white people saying the same thing, right, to a school district. It's just it really is. It is racial essentialism. It is the same thing that the white supremacists and the Klan say. Okay, so here is the answer that Phil Berger offers.
0: Shouldn't it be up to the local school districts and school boards? So I think you need to read the bill. The bill does not require any particular curriculum. Correct. Does not require the uh, the school system to uh, to teach any particular thing. Correct. What what the bill requires uh, is that the uh, the the schools, the school system, will not promote certain concepts. Correct. And uh, uh, it it doesn't prohibit uh, them from discussing the concepts. Correct. Doesn't prohibit them from uh, uh, from having uh, uh, opportunities for students to research. Uh, certain concepts, but it prohibits uh, the teachers and the system from promoting concepts. So for example, one of the concepts that uh, uh, the bill says that systems should not promote uh, is that one race or sex is inherently superior to another (laughs) race or sex. I would think that everyone would agree that we should not have our schools promoting that concept. Apparently not. Uh, if if there are folks that think we should, uh, obviously we want to hear from them. <laughs> uh, and uh, we want to know uh, what their rationale is that uh, we should promote that concept. Yeah, uh, please. In, in addition, that... Uh, uh, We we don't want uh, our schools promoting the concept that an individual's moral character is necessarily determined by his or her race or sex. If there are some people that believe that, we want to hear from them. Uh, But I think these are things that are generally uh, accepted by folks as, uh, as, as things that we don't want. Uh, in our schools, uh, but uh, but clearly we're not saying the schools can't talk about these things. We're just saying that the schools are not to promote a belief in these things. Think of it like this,
1: <clears> two <throat> uh, morons, think of it like this. If um, you're, going, you're a teacher and you're going to go over uh, a class uh, on white supremacy, the, the KKK, let's say, you're going to go over this as a lesson. There is a difference between teaching about what the Klan was about and is about right the, the kkk white supremacy and what they believe versus saying hey everybody the clan is fantastic you need to you know stand up and salute in true clan style or nazis if you prefer right this is what the nazis believed this, this was their white supremacy belief system and this is what they did you can teach that while not promoting that you get the difference. This is apparently like I, I know, like I'm being kind of facetious here, but there is a bit of truth here, and that apparently people don't understand what the bill is. And again, I'm being um, I'm being charitable here and giving them the benefit of the doubt because the other explanation is that they do understand what the bill is. They don't care what the bill is. They're just trying to attack the bill, and they think you're stupid, so they're going to keep framing this as we can't teach history, even though they know it's not true. I suspect in many cases that is the real th- uh, reason why they do it, much like I mentioned earlier, Justin Parmenter, who picks you know one of the 13 criteria, and he pulls half of that sentence out, and he's just haranguing away on this one half of a sentence decei- uh, d- uh, deceitfully, deceptively, dishonestly, uh, in order to convince you that the whole bill is garbage. Now, what I intend to do, when I encounter people like this, I've already begun, which is to say, look, I get it. You really want to teach kids that one race is superior to another, because if you guys are going to be able to take one of the 13 criteria, chop it up and use it to attack me with, I'm going to use the other 13 and attack you with it. And the the challenge for you is going to be that there are 13 of those that I get to use and make you out to be the racist, because you obviously want to teach kids that their moral character is determined by their race. You want to teach them that, not me, you do. Oh, you don't want to teach them that? Okay, well, then I guess you support the bill. Oh, you don't support the bill? Why? Are you a racist? See, this is how you argue. This is how you use the tactics of the left against them. It's the only way they understand, really. It's, it's like they're, they're bullies. This is the only way to fight them on this stuff. Now, if you find yourself fighting your real estate agent, then you need a new realtor. So I would recommend you call Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team and put them to work for you. Buying or selling, she outsells 99% of the realtors in the state of North Carolina. She's got buyers lined up. If you're looking to sell, she's got homes in all price points. And if you are a uh, teacher, if you are a police officer, a firefighter, a healthcare professional, or a member of the military, so veterans, active duty, or retirees, you can take advantage of the Homes for Heroes program, which is a national program. They pick one realtor per area. They pick Rowena. And uh, this allows you to keep 25% of the realtor commission. And she's given back like $800,000 to folks in those five professions so far as part of this program. So give her a call. I don't know why you would call anybody else. Or check out the website, mountainhomehunt.com. That's mountainhomehunt.com. Her uh, phone number is 828-333-4483. That's 828-333-4483. Call Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team and then start packing. Back to the Q and A portion of the press conference with Phil Berger.
0: Just to follow up on that question, can you uh, what schools are teaching this kind of thing? What schools are promoting? Yeah, promoting kind of that thing. kind of thing. So um, I, I think all you've got to do is uh, is look at uh, the natural uh, progression from what the Durham City Council has endorsed. Uh, wh- where you go from there, the natural progression from what uh, what I noted uh, from Mecklenburg County, uh, we uh, we will, uh, again, wh- we will hear uh, when the when the bill is heard in committee, uh, specific examples. The lieutenant governor has indicated to me that he will be there uh, at the committee meeting. Uh, there will be specific examples.
1: Ex- specific examples. Um- that was Laura Leslie from WRAL. Where is this actually happening? The the man literally told you two examples in his prepared comments. But you notice she first said, who's teaching this? And then somebody, I think it was another reporter, I'm not sure, they said promoting. They threw over promoting this, right? Because she's still in this in this trap of thinking that it's you know i'm teaching you this is critical race theory developed by derrick bell and expanded upon by kimberly crenshaw including intersectionality and in the you know no it it's the principles that that not the principles of the schools but the the theory that has now been distilled into different uh, lines of thinking right think of it like um, think of it like christianity and you had the, you know, the schism, you've got, uh, uh, you know, Protestantism that occurs then, right, uh, with uh, Martin Luther and the nailing of the theses and all that. Um, and so then you have all of these other denominations, though, all these different, you know, churches, these strains and strands. And that's what has come out of that CRT uh, line of thinking, that theology. you get all these different—that's how you get Robin DiAngelo with white fragility. That's how you have Kendi uh, and his anti-racism. You have Ta-Nehisi Coates and his book about reparations, right? These are all, and Nicole Hannah-Jones and the 1619 Project, all of these things are like denominations, right? And so it's one thing to just teach these things. And in fact, the 1619 Project, right, they, all, they created an entire school curriculum for schools to use in North Carolina. So the idea that this stuff isn't anywhere in our schools is absurd. Of course it is. Not to mention the fact that there are reporters like AP Dillon at the North State Journal that have reported on uh, examples of this. WBT had a big story about, was it Audrey Kell and their social justice homerooms, right? There are examples of this. There are websites that have actually um, devoted themselves to aggregating all of these stories, they got course curriculum they've got uh, at the college level for at the K-12 levels. So if you are a reporter covering the story and you still are asking the question, where is this happening? Damn it. Be a reporter. Go out and do some homework and find the stories because they are there. They are there. I know them. I've gone over them. There are websites. Go to campusreform.org and just start there. Legal Insurrection, start there. Christopher Rufo's website, start there. There are tons of places that you could go to educate yourself about the story that you are trying to cover to educate us. Do your jobs. Anyway, back to the audio. Here was um, a question about the compelled speech. And once again a reporter who doesn't know what is and isn't in the bill.
0: As I understand in reading the bill, there's there's a provision in there that says that nothing is meant to infringe on anybody's First Amendment rights in the process, but practically how do you see this actually playing out if something like this were to pass that it wouldn't in some way infringe on
1: somebody's free speech just as they walk into a school and want to speak about one of these
0: concepts in some way? Uh, does not prohibit uh, anyone from speaking uh, of, of any of these concepts. What it uh, seeks to prohibit uh, is uh, the idea of uh, promoting those concepts to the point where uh, they uh, uh, they are compelling or uh, students to affirm or profess belief in the specific concepts that are listed.
1: This is what's amazing is, that this reporter thinks that, what, a teacher can go into a classroom and just say whatever the heck that they want to? There are already limitations on free speech in the classroom. There already are. Teachers cannot go in there and start proselytizing, evangelizing, right? They can't do that. So like this idea like, oh, my gosh, free speech, free speech. These are free speech zones. Since when? <laughs> right? The, the Supreme Court has has ruled that for kids especially, like, this is all compulsory. You are compelled. This is government force in K-12 education. Okay, Kids do not have all of these constitutional protections that reporters now all of a sudden think that they do. and, And the teachers are already restricted in what they can and cannot do. So, like, just like, so that idea, I just I reject. And for reporters to be asking these questions to me, it shows profound ignorance. Anyway, this now goes to a committee hearing in the Senate. Okay, this bill gets proposed uh, uh, first in the House. It made its way through the House. It was passed, and then it is, went to the Senate. Um, and now they've kind of made some tweaks, and now they're running it through their Education Committee. And uh, the first uh, uh, senator, Don Davis, he's a, a Democrat from Greene and Pitt counties. And he began the questioning, and you could really tell the line of attack um, forming. You knew what it was going to be. And here it is in a nutshell. Is this really a problem? That's the attack they're going with. Is it really a problem? Which is funny because, like, initially it was, this isn't a problem. What are you talking about? This thing doesn't even exist. That was the first line of defense on critical race theory attacks. It was that, oh, this you, you don't know what you're talking about. This isn't even in the schools. You don't even know what it is. This doesn't exist. It's not there. Now it's, is this even a problem? Like, okay, fine. Maybe there's some of it someplace, but is this really a big deal? I'm still trying to understand why we're here, Mr. Chair. If that you
0: happen? have a specific question as to the bill, by oh, all abs- means. And, absolutely. And we can For- find out who to field the question after you ask it. Okay. Okay. Or unless you have a specific person you want to direct it to. Well, what I'm
1: trying to understand as it relates to the bill is, in particular, I, I don't see that there is any enforcement provisions per se in the bill. And what I'm trying to assess, Mr. Chair, is um, based on these occurrences I'm hearing, what, if any, outcome has existed? But right, so. It- what's the problem? Why are we here? I don't understand. Where's the enforcement? And so like these all over the place. And finally, Senator Jay Shodery from uh, Wake County, he makes the specific attack. You'll hear it in a minute. First, hear this, hear this, hear ye, hear ye. If you are interested in getting a new roof, then you go to Balkan Roofing, BalkanRoofing.com. The Balkan family, they've been doing roofs now for three generations. They're fantastic people. They do great work. I mean, really great work. And they treat their employees really well, too. They just gave them all a uh, week off around July 1st. They do it every year. So they're like, you go spend time with your family. Everyone has July 4th off and they close down the business and everything Um, because that's the kind of people that they are and they recognize the value of family. And that's actually like part and parcel with their whole business model and the concept of why they do what they do is because the roof protects your family. Everything in the house, not just the house, everything in the house, the roof protects it all. If you got a bad roof, uh, people are going to be in danger. The uh, The structure itself is in danger and everything inside of it. So get some peace of mind. If you have questions or worries about the roof that is overhead, give them a call. They'll come on out to a free estimate for you. Okay. They're great people. They're not going to steer you wrong. Uh, If you don't need any work done, they'll tell you that. Okay. They'll tell you that. If you just need some minor repairs, they'll tell you that too. But if you do need a new roof, well, it's okay because you can get one for as low as sixty-nine dollars a month with the financing from Balkan. Okay. Balkanroofing.com. Free estimates at six two eight zero three ninety. That's eight zero390 or go to balkanroofing.com. That's B-A-L-K-E-N-Roofing.com. All right, so here is Senator Jay Shodary from Wake County making the specific attack.
0: There was a statement about this being pervasive. Um you have stated that the reason for introducing this bill was based on parental uh, feedback that has been given at school board meetings, and, uh, and, I, and I understand the reason for, for doing so, but I guess as we're looking for examples that would be directly applied to this bill, I have not heard any concrete evidence of where students have been indoctrinated by their teachers Um that would reflect this to be a pervasive issue in our state but maybe you can help me understand that See, not, so,
1: a pervasive I, issue. not a again, pervasive
0: issue again um i, I think uh, what we need to do is we need to hear from some parents uh and we need to uh to uh, look at what uh we expect to receive from the lieutenant governor's uh, uh report um i um i have not uh, as uh, preparation <laughs> for being here today gone through and created a list of uh, things. I can, I can talk to you a little bit about the proponents of what is variously denominated as uh, critical race theory, um, uh, of uh, some of the things that, uh, that they have uh, uh, articulated as uh, things that need to be uh, taught and need to be discussed, uh, and things as such as uh, the idea that uh, uh, current discrimination Uh, Is uh, the only remedy for past discrimination, Um, uh, basically putting uh, concepts of uh, equal protection before the law, the law uh, on its ear. Uh, There are other examples of uh, of the, uh, some people would call it theology of uh, critical race theory that uh, that are problematic. Uh, There is the uh, the report that the city of Durham uh, has. uh, funded and uh, has uh, uh, passed along to the Durham schools uh, uh, requiring certain things to be taught uh, or proposing that certain things be taught uh, within the school system there. Uh, there are uh, some examples out of Mecklenburg County uh, as well that uh, uh, indicate um, uh, the. Um, Uh, the existence of uh, the uh, the ideology the critical race theory ideology uh, being uh, an animating force behind some directives that uh, that have come through in Mecklenburg County but uh, uh, but uh, to to say that I can point to in County X, this happened on this day. Uh, I don't have that with me at this time.
1: So here is the problem that uh, the opponents are going to have here is that if they make this argument all about, well, give us a list. We need examples. We need examples. That is predicated on a belief that there aren't any examples. Like the old adage in lawyering is you don't ask a question if you don't know the answer to it, right? Especially a trial. Because if you don't know the answer, what's going to come? You could It could destroy your whole case, right? So these lawyers that are lawmakers, and Chaudhary is one of them, I believe, um, and so I cannot believe that he is unaware of examples of this occurring. So, I don't know, maybe he's just going to pivot, and he knows that this is politics and not a courtroom, and so he gets to just pivot away from this initial line of attack, and the media won't care because— you know he's a Democrat. Maybe that's the play here. I'm not so sure. We shall see. Now um, I do want to get to because uh, Senator Berger made reference to uh, successor ideology, and this was a uh, a, a term that Andrew Sullivan. Uh, wrote about in a piece at the New York Post. He says the CRT debate is just the latest squall in a tempest brewing and building for five years or so. And yes, some of the liberal critiques of a Fox News hyped campaign are well taken. Is this a wedge issue for the GOP? Of course it is. Are they using the term critical race theory as a cynical marketing boogeyman? Of course they are. Are some dog whistles involved? A few. Are crude bans on public servants' speech dangerous? Absolutely. But does that mean there isn't a real issue here? Of course it doesn't. He says, take a big step back. By the way, Andrew Sullivan is a liberal. He says, observe what has happened in our discourse since around 2015. Forget CRT for a moment and ask yourself, is nothing going on here but Republican propaganda? Can you not see that the Republicans may be acting, but they are also reacting against something that is right in front of our noses? What is it? It is, I would argue, the sudden, rapid, stunning shift in the belief system of the American elites. It has sent the whole society into a profound cultural dislocation. It is, in essence, an ongoing moral panic against the specter of white supremacy, which is now bizarrely regarded as an accurate description of the largest, freest, most successful, multiracial democracy in human history. We all know this has happened. The elites, increasingly sequestered within one political party and one media monoculture, educated by colleges and private schools that have become hermetically sealed against any non-left dissent, have had a social justice reckoning these past few years, and they have been ideologically transformed with countless cascading consequences. The New York Times, he calls it the media hub of the social justice movement, and the core point of that movement, its essential point, is that liberalism is no longer enough. Not just not enough, but itself a means to perpetrate white supremacy designed to oppress, harm and terrorize minorities and women, and in dire need of dismantling. And that, my friends, is a really huge deal, and it explains a lot. He, he then goes on to say that the movement is much broader than race, as anybody who is dealing with matters of sex and gender can tell you. The best moniker I have read to describe this mishmash of postmodern thought and therapy culture ascendant among liberal white elites is Wesley Yang's term, the successor ideology. The structural oppression is white supremacy but that can only be expressed more broadly along the Kimberly Crenshaw lines to describe a hegemony that is saturated with anti-blackness, misogyny, transphobia, right? The term successor ideology works because it centers the fact that uh, that, that this ideology wishes first and foremost to repeal and then succeed a liberal society and democracy. In this successor ideology, there is no escape no refuge from the ongoing nightmare of oppression and violence, and you are either fighting this and on the right side of history, or you are against it and abetting evil. There is no neutrality. That's a wrap for the episode. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Remember, subscribe to the podcast. We'll talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.